0: Hey, uh, good morning, afternoon, and evening, Redskins addicts. This is your host, Rod, and you are locked into episode 20, uh, typically known as at least our Thursday recordings. You're going to be probably hearing this on Fridays, but it is our matchup review, and obviously, we are talking about the Cleveland Browns uh, for Sunday. So, episode 20. Now, one thing you probably have noticed is that we've been naming our episodes after uh, some uh, Redskins players uh current and past and i'm gonna let phil dive into some of the uh the famous or not so famous redskins alumni that have worn number 20 for the
1: burgundy and gold so phil dive on in all right so let's go through there's a couple of notable names uh on here um landing collins last season wore number 20 this season it's jimmy moreland um before that, season before that, was the infamous run of Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Ha ha, you traded away your draft picks. Mm. Um, the, probably the most notable one in terms of what he did as a Redskin, what he accomplished and, and his role in the team, was Cliff Battles. He was our starting running back in 1937 when we won our first NFL championship. You know, he was the running back for slinging Sammy Ball. Now, we've had a few other names that those of us who are actually alive when these number 20s played, uh, of note, Pearson Prelo, who was our safety during the Gibbs year, second Gibbs years. Um, another one of note, and this is why I like to bring up a lot, Alfie Lionel Fetal. He was a running back during the strike games in 1987. He was one of the scab players and was a key reason why we won all three of those games. Duke could run. Um, bit undersized for the NFL game for the you know non-union level did pretty well and probably the most accomplished career in terms of just overall career value would be Joe Lavender um, as well who played in the late 70s early 80s uh, for us and um, if I'm not mistaken Lavender was a defensive back uh, for us. Um, there's a, a lot of Different players who have short stints with us that have worn number eighty. Nobody who's had a really long career. Um, a lot of guys who have just busted, um, especially defensive backs. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, OJ Tagway. Um, you know, uh, Jaron Jerron Johnson. Remember Jaron Johnson? Jaron Johnson. Oh yeah. He was that safety that came over from the Seahawks that was supposed to be the next. He was supposed to be a combination. Girls he got hurt, he couldn't get on the field because he couldn't, he couldn't crack to the starting lineup. Like, I don't know why. I mean, the dude was supposed to be Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor in one body and just could not make it. Um, and it's a lot of guys who also had short stints, you know, uh, Chad Morton, guys like that. So uh, the number 20 for the Redskins has been, a nobody's really held it for that long. You know, it's not a career number, but uh, a lot of, just interesting little sidebars of history with that number. Dude, it's, it's cool,
0: man. I've, I've never heard the name cliff Battles. So as you're talking, I'm, I'm Googling him and looking him up and uh, obviously three time all pro hall of famer uh, one time mm-hmm. NFL champ, you know, and the hall of fame, all 1930s team. So if I have a vote um, I'm, I'm thinking we might name it the cliff battles podcast. Cause that's, that's pretty cool. As far as uh, a little bit of team history for us. Yeah, started, mm-hmm. started, started after 1932. A started 1932 in Boston, age 22. Yeah, so Boston uh, Braves. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I had a. That's crazy. So the the not for long was around in the 1930s because they only played uh five seasons. So, uh, damn, that's not bad though. Five seasons and you're a Hall
1: of Famer. So you so can do no, that back then. So, so not now me made it not, seven.
2: Not skip Hicks then.
1: No, we're not named <laughs> Cliff, Cliff or, or,
2: or Fat Rob.
1: <laughs> no Fat Rob. I forgot to mention.
2: He changed numbers, that's why. He only fat Rob. One yep.
1: All
0: right, boys, so we got the podcast named down at least, and we are going against the Cleveland Browns. So, I'm going to ask a question for all of you. Now, I had said that I was going to go into a, a, a lengthy discussion about uh, Haskins and and whatnot, but I don't even want to do that anymore. I just want to know, how do you guys think we match up with the Cleveland Browns uh, going to the week three contest? So Dev, I'm going to kick it to you uh, to start us off. So what are you seeing with the matchup with the Cleveland Browns uh, in a couple of days?
3: I think we'll run. I think we'll run well against them. I think uh, it could be, it could be Gibson or McKissick's breakout game, this game. Um, I think we need to, to establish a good running game, to hit some short passes and get uh, Haskins loose for some deeper passes. And I think our defense is going to dominate them. I think we're going to sack that guy about five times. And I think we'll pick him off twice.
0: Really? Now that's deep. That's deep, man. So like looking at Baker Mayfield's numbers thus far this year, he's only been sacked twice. Um, Dwayne's been sacked seven times. So Who, who they play against? They played the Ravens week one, and then they played the Bengals week two.
3: All right. I love the Ravens, but who's the guy you're scared of on that pass rush? On the Ravens? Right now. I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't know.
3: I'm sure they they got an all-star there, too. I I mean, I'm not knocking that. But what I'm saying is it's not anybody that – when you think of – I hate to toot our own horns. When you think of the Washington football team, you can name the pass rushers. It takes a, a hand and a half to do it yeah well i mean before the
0: season kicked off uh i think we we're ranked at like the number three top defensive line uh corner pro football focus so we we had the clout before we even playing and then, thankfully um i mean one and one isn't a great record but it's not the worst we could be zero and two um mm-hmm. and i think week one was phenomenal week two was a little bit underwhelming but um you know, quarterbacks that, that are able to run around, they're a little bit harder to gauge, you know, as far as a defensive pass rush. So I think I think Arizona kept us honest. Baker doesn't have the ability. So I am expecting, you know, another breakout performance. Now, five, six sacks, I don't know if we'll get there. Um, but I think that, I think we'll get to them at least twice. And that will match uh, the number of times that Baker Mayfield's been sacked this year. So uh, I guess it remains to be seen. So Phil, what, how do you think we're matching
1: up with the Browns? This is gonna be an interesting matchup because it's something we haven't had to deal with um all season. The key to us winning is nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. Because I don't think Baker Mayfield has uh, you know, after his rookie season, he's kind of regressed to the mean a little bit and uh he is what he is as a quarterback. Uh I am more interested in how we're going to stop the run. Let me throw a couple numbers at you here. Yes. In two games. You have Nick Chubb with 184 yards, and you have Kareem Hunt with 158 yards. Ladies and gentlemen, just between the two of them, that is over uh, 340 rushing yards. In fact, um, the team has 353 rushing yards, and uh, they account for 342 of those yards. So, What a two-headed
3: monster, man.
1: That Ooh. is a monster. That's you know they're averaging one hundred and seventy six
3: yards a game on the ground as a team. Yeah, but they haven't um, played. But they haven't played the Washington football team, bro. That's
1: that's true. They've been you know the Bengals aren't exactly you know the most awesome defense. Now they did run up one hundred thirty eight yards on the Ravens, which is not bad at all uh, as a team. Now they did also run up two fifteen on the on the on the Bengals. I don't think they're going to get two fifteen. on. Um, our run defense has been, you know, we we really shut down Philly in the first game. Second game against uh, the Cardinals. Really, I mean, uh, you know what's what what's his name? Um running back for the Cardinals that we were
3: running Kenyon Drake. Uh, Drake Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Drake, he Drake. He Drake. Almost Drake. on us, didn't
1: he? He had he had eighty six, but a lot of that was because we were so focused on everything else. I didn't really think King and Drake himself was really carrying them at all. He was the beneficiary of everything else going on that we were focused on, um, especially on the Kyler Murray front. Kyler Murray accounted for a lot of yards uh, in that game. So, you know, we've had we – we've allowed a total of, you know, if you want average two games, a little over 100 yards a game. I think we're going to bring, you know, Cleveland down. we got to hold them – to combined you know 12130 we can't let them, you know just go off with that two-headed monster like that um, and they are two good running backs and i think that's the key because we really haven't been tested by running back we've been tested by a running quarterback but our defense has never just gone up against a team that just run the ball at you in a tr- more traditional way the way cleveland can
0: yeah so, so that's
1: that's the interesting matchup
0: it's it's weird, too, Phil, because, I mean, you're talking about the, the success of the running backs, uh, you know, for the Cleveland Browns, you know, against both the Bengals and the Ravens. Now, just looking at statistical ratings for the defense, I'll look at the Redskins or the Washington football team. We have the 13th ranked defense right now. The Ravens have the second ranked defense. Um, now, we know their their cornerbacks are a hell of a lot more competent than ours. Um, And I don't think that their pass rush is as capable as ours, but it is concerning um, when you talk about the success that the Browns did have. So I'm hopeful that we're able to pull through and be dominant, uh, be the dominant team that we saw week one and not the, the woeful team that we saw week two, you know, it's a, it's a week to week league, you know, you, you look great one week, you look horrible the next, and then you kind of rebound. Um, I think the character of this team will be tested to see if they're able to rebound. And that's something I'm looking forward to. So Steve, um, what how are you seeing this matchup? Is there anything different that you've seen or heard from the, you know the other two guys who well, just
2: spoke? Well, one Baltimore has Calais Campbell. That dude's a beast. Yeah, is, yeah. Absolutely. I knew I
3: was like, I know they got one guy.
2: But I'm not as I'm not as optimistic as you guys are in this one. I, I think where our offense is severely overmatched against their defense. Um <clears throat> so you know, they have Olivier Vernon. And Sheldon Richardson on the line. Those are two pretty good guys rushing the passer. Um, and their cornerbacks, they have Denzel Ward um, as their cornerback one. And they also have Carl Joseph at safety. So defensively, and Miles Garrett, we already said it before. So their defense matches up way better than what our offense can provide. So I think we're already behind the power curve with that respect um i don't think our offensive line can can check their defense right now so we'll have to be we'll see what happens they got to be creative they got to do quick hits the stats have shown that Dwayne, you know does better with that type of uh tempo screen passes seymour gibson as far as the our defense matching up with their offense you know on the surface we're like yeah they do so well they do so well but rod posted this in the group the other day the you know I hate to go back to PFF, but right now Cleveland is third in pass blocking and first in run blocking. So
0: it's going to be interesting.
2: Struggle. It is going to be a struggle. Their O-line on the surface is good. So this might be their first true test because I believe we're the most complete defense they're going to be facing. So our offense doesn't match up well to their defense, but I believe our defense matches up well to their offense. However – I don't know if our our corner, our second cornerback, whoever that's going to be Fuller or if that's going to be Moreau or now if it's going to be Moreland, they might struggle with lining up against the OBJ and Jarvis Landry. And they also have Austin Hooper. So, you know, we don't cover tight ends. Well, we figured it out against Philly, but uh, yeah. So I'm worried about our cornerbacks and
0: our offense. So yeah.
2: I don't know if we match up as well as everyone thinks we do.
0: I, I agree with you, man. And just, the battle is going to be won in the trenches. And the, the stats that you just stated about Cleveland's offensive line is what really, really scares the hell out of me. But it's it's interesting. So I said I wasn't going to talk about Haskins, and I won't necessarily talk about him. But I'll look at I'll, – I'll share some of the numbers comparing just the position. Um, so the Browns have a 59% completion percentage, 6.6 yards per attempt, 408 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions – QB rating of 81.9 and then you go over to the Washington football team 56% completion percentage 6.3 yards per attempt 401 yards passing two touchdowns no interceptions QB rating of 85.5 that's gonna be the key for me like it's not necessarily the key but it's it's an interesting part of how we match up both quarterbacks haven't been world beaters this season. It was it was interesting to read the headlines last Friday morning after you know the Browns Thursday night game. Um, a lot of them said that hey, Baker Mayfield's back. He's got his swag. I am going to talk about Dwayne Haskins. I got to do it. But, you know, people had said, hey, you know, Dwayne's, he's not living up to his uh, expectations, his standards, he's pretty pedestrian. It's it's just always interesting to me when you see that dynamic and then when you really deep dive and look at the numbers, um, they're they're both young quarterbacks. One guy's in his second year, one's in his third year. Um, That's the interesting part of the matchup for me. Um, Which guy is going to be more than just a guy? And I think that's the most important thing. And we need Scott Turner to allow our guy, Dwayne Haskins, to get into a rhythm and be successful. Um, so with that, I'm going to transition to the keys to the game. Um, key to the game for us, we got to establish the running, uh, running game. And I think Dev had kicked off the pod saying, hey, he thinks McKissick and or Gibson will be uh, super beneficial. Right now, we're averaging 3.3 yards per carry. Phil went into the, the, the stats of the Browns. They're averaging 5.7 yards of carry. So if you're handing the ball off to a dude and he's getting you halfway to a first down, that's huge. Um, it's a game of inches. Um, we need the running back position to be dominant. Now we're going to be without our right guard. Um, so it's there has to be a game plan put in place by Scott Turner and needs to be executed to perfection. Um, and just uh, my brief synopsis for the whole keys of the game, Play sixty minutes. Um, we cannot have this Washington football team come out again flat in the first half. It's exciting to see them actually make halftime transitions um, and changes. We need sixty minutes. If they're not going to play from the opening kickoff, we're going to get our ass kicked. Uh, Who's starting right
3: guard? Wes? Uh, I think Wes Schweitzer is
0: so the guy who Westershire Wes, Sauce. Is that yeah, so on? the guy who came in for Sheriff last week, he's going to start. Um, he played better than Sheriff. Uh, it's debatable for me. I saw that dude give a left palm thrust to a Russian linebacker. Um, <laughs> completely looked out of the way. I mean, I shared it with you guys in the admin chat. I'll probably put it up in the Redskins attic, uh, group if I haven't shared it already, but Hey, if, if you're able to have a good tempo, get Dwayne comfortable early. So he's not overanalyzing what he needs to do and just allow him to play football. That's the key. 60 minutes of football is, is what I'm saying. So I'm going to kick it down to Phil to, to uh, start the segment for y'all. Phil, what are your keys to the game for
1: week three? Tempo, tempo, tempo. Um, yep. I think that if we're having sustained drives and we're keeping the tempo up, and it's a lot of quick huddle, it's a lot of you know no huddle, it's it's keeping things moving. Uh, you accomplish two things. One, you keep the ball out of Cleveland's running backs' hands, uh-huh. you know, where they could seriously just grind you down. The other is is that you gas out their defense. And I think that their defense here's here's the here's a key style I was looking at. Their defense has been bombed on for six touchdowns and zero interceptions this season. You know, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Both went big. Now, a lot of people like to do the Burrow hype. Granted, Burrow also had to throw 61 passes. But he was able to get off 61 passes, and they didn't intercept a single one. Um, Same thing. Lamar Jackson went, you know, 20 of 25 for 275 and three touchdowns. So, if we can avoid the pass rush of someone like Miles Garrett, you know, and by having a quick up-tempo game, I think we can. But at the same time, you can expose the fact that their pass defense is suspect and gas out that defense, which then opens up the run. I know traditional NFL thinking, run the ball to open up the pass. I think in this case, we need to pass the ball to open up the run and the way the run can be more effective. And I think that's going to be
3: Run the was there biggest... last week? We were just behind by a lot.
1: Yeah, well, we did. It was weird. We ran the ball in spurts. Like we'd have – one zero one zero one ten. Yeah. One zero one now, it's lack need, of consistency. Yep. You, know, yep. you know, so the stat line looked decent, but we need uh, something better in stat line. We need the stats to be come from consistent work instead of you know peaks and valleys. So I th- but I think that, that would open up the run a little bit because now once you get those those rushers you know, you got them gassed a little bit, then you hit them with the draw player. You hit them with the RPO, and all of a sudden you got Gibson slicing through a hole, and, you know, he's getting eight. And he's getting four, and he's getting six. You know, if we're going to run with Gibson's RP1. one. Um, or McKissick, or Peyton Barber, even. You know, or maybe that's how you get it. later on in the game. You start handing off Peyton Barber and let him start grinding him down once you have, say, like a 17-10 lead or something like that. Um, I think this is going to be an ugly game uh i don't think we're gonna be winning pretty but we're gonna be winning effectively and i think you know it's not gonna be rainbows downfield or anything like that no that's gonna be quick hitters and things like that we're gonna keep tempo up keep pace moving, and maybe something like that downfield opens itself up
0: yep no i agree and that's that's interesting i I like your point where you're talking about hey it's uh it's kind of counterintuitive to what we always hear as far as running to open up the passing game but you're looking to pass to open up the run and hey, if, if that's what's going to work for us, I'm, I'm all for it. But tempo seems to be the theme between you and I thus far. Uh, Dev, how, how are you feeling? What are the keys to the game for week three? How are we going to beat those Cleveland Browns? Uh,
3: no turnovers. Uh, we need to definitely create turnovers. And we need to just – on drives we're not really doing well on, we need Tress Way to I always go back to him, get us in good field position on defense. But I'm going for uh, no turnovers. Is my key to winning. It was a key last game, and we lost.
0: No turnovers, and that's so. Right now, as as you're saying, I'm trying to pull up the turnover differential just to see where we we only
2: had one list. turnover. Yeah, we last have game, a, though, right. Well, you count Fablean.
0: We have two
1: so
2: far. We're at yeah. plus two, so we're we're up there. We're actually yes. doing pretty well.
0: So we're eighth. We're eighth in the league at plus two, and you just said Cleveland's at minus two. There. They're towards the bottom. So, yeah, I mean, hey, winning the turnover battle will definitely help us out. It's going to help out a, a young quarterback who's still trying to get his footing. There's no preseason. I've said that in numerous pods already. I think this is game three of the preseason. This is a dress rehearsal. This is this should be what we want our team to be. And unlike a preseason where it's a vanilla offense, hey, they're actually going to script some plays. Hopefully, Scott Turner scripts us some good plays to get us really started and going. Um, because I th- I think he's a decent play caller outside the first 15 plays. If we can score on an open and drive, that's going to be huge for us as well. Just get some good early momentum to get us really going. So, Steve, um, you're going to be the last one to close out this segment. What are your keys to the game? What's going to make us hopefully successful in Cleveland come Sunday? I
2: already gave my thoughts.
0: No, you didn't. I'm just kidding. You (laughs) son of a bitch. Hey, guys. Okay. I was, I had, the host had a little bit more than uh, normal to drink last time we were together. Yes. Thank you. Um, you. (laughs) So,
2: my key to the game this time is one thing, and it's third down conversions. We are last in the NFC, and we are last in the NFL at 30% of third Mm. down conversions. That is not going to fly. that is unsatisfactory. You cannot win games being dead last year I fell out third down conversions. We are nine for thirty that's, It's not going to fly. I mean they're not sucks. that much farther ahead of us. I mean rankings wise they are they are sitting at eight for twenty they're at forty percent so they're yeah. not that much better, but it's still better. so if we want to be competitive, we have to you know convert those third downs and honestly. Like I said before, I just want to come out and see two three first downs on the opening drive I feel like when we open up a game, it takes like five drives to get off first down and it's not gonna work so that's my a little game. a
1: little a little hope for the get right, especially on the passing offense uh Cleveland's defense is allowing their. 14 and 29 on conversions. So teams opposing offenses are converting almost 50% of the time on third down on Cleveland's uh, defense. Also Cleveland's defense is allowing a passer rating to opposing quarterbacks of 109.4.
0: This is a rehearsal. This, this he got is a- if,
1: if Haskins is going to take a step forward this season, you know, after two weeks, and I, and I I'm one of those people who believes that, Hey, New offense, everything else, and no preseason. Yeah, there was going to be some kinks, but if we're going to start to see this offense move to the next level. This is the team that we got to do it. This is because you know, we have the Ravens next week, and they're not going to be the defense we're going to get that, you know, get get right on. So, if we're going to get right and really motor it into the next year, this is it. So, I, I see what you're saying, Stephen. I'm just saying that you know hopefully we should see it against this particular defense more than we've seen in the first two games.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the last time we played Cleveland was a preseason game, August 8th, 2019. They beat us 30 to 10 preseason doesn't really matter much, but Dwayne has at least uh, seen this team. Um, I, I can't really pull up the stats. Unfortunately I'm on NFL.com. It's not working like I'd want it to, but um yeah, man. Defense, defense, defense. Um, if we can exploit them, they got the 17th ranked defense in the league. We got the 13th. So we kind of win that battle. Um, just looking at league rankings, we get the 31st ranked offense. Ouch. They had the 16th ranked. Um, so obviously they're winning there passing. We're right. 31, 31st to 28th. And then rushing, we have the 24th ranked. They have the second rank. So um, on paper, it sort of gives Cleveland the advantage, but reality can skew the numbers. So I'm hoping that's what we see on Sunday. So we, we've given you our keys to the game. Our next segment is the Washington football team wins. If, and I think it kind of was sort of meshed in with the keys to the game. Um, I do like what you guys said about, I think Dev said that the, uh, the turnover battle, um, Cleveland will have fans in the stadium. This is the first game that the Washington football team will play in the 2020 season where fans can have an impact on the outcome. Um, So what we need to do, we win the game. If we are able to not only convert third downs, but have have manageable third downs, a third and two, third and three, we can't get to the third and long situations. Um, If we're able to consistently move the ball on first and second down, I think we'll win this game. Um I'm not going to be super arrogant about like the final score or anything like that. I'm not going to say we're going to bludgeon them to death. Um but I think that this is a game that is winnable. They're one and one just like us. Um they've lost to, you know, a, a Super Bowl contender in the Ravens and then they beat what should be a punching bag and a shootout uh with the um the Bengals last Thursday. So um, I'm not sure if we're uh, a shootout team. I mean, we, yeah, we, we're not really calling the games like that. So I think we got to keep it close. So we win if we keep them on us, keep them close, and uh, manage the ball on first and second down. Uh, Steve, I'm going to kick it to you for this segment, uh, to jump in first. So wh- what what makes you believe we'll be victorious on Sunday? So Washington football <laughs> team wins if what?
2: Yeah, I hate to cop out and say two things, but they're both intertwined. I- I, I would say if we stop their run and we run the ball, like, like Phil already said, I mean, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, man, that's a, that's a nasty duo. So mm-hmm. if we can stop the run. And then we, if we can finally commit to the run, we haven't committed to the run all year. Antonio Gibson in two games has 22 rushes.
3: I think we Jenna Jamins, those guys, man. Say again. I think we Jenna Jameson those guys. What does that mean? <laughs> we bust them on a chest, man. We bust on a <laughs> chest, bro. I don't think they do anything. You think? I, look, man. I it's Odell. Unless Odell goes back to like three Giants uh, rookie season. Odell, man. I don't put no stock in the Browns, man. Dang. I put no stock. By the way, side note. Um, don't ever pick Kansas City Chiefs against me and Mad Man. I'm kicking this dude's ass like fifty six to eighteen. <laughs> Wow, doing a podcast.
2: The only guy who plays Madden during With the podcast.
3: Washington
2: <laughs> Love
3: football Love team, who's like a 70-something overall. He got Kansas City. I'm beating them 56-18. to 18. There's a whole fourth quarter left. I'm on-sided every time, dog. I'm going to keep kicking this dude's ass. But Are you engaging eight? No, nah, I'm not engaging eight, man. <laughs> I don't even send anybody. I don't even send anybody. It man-to-man the whole game.
1: All right. Go ahead, Phil. What you got? Um... Washington wins this game if we win time of possession. Um, we have not won time of possession in either of our two games this year. Uh, it was close in the, in the Philly game, but uh, obviously we, we were outgunned by about seven, eight minutes in the, in the Arizona game. So we win this game if we control time of possession. If we have the ball more than they do, we win this game. That's how I look at it, because Cleveland's offense worries me a lot more than their defense. So I want their offense on the field as little as possible. If that means we got to go short passing game, we go short passing game. If that means we commit to a run game, we commit to a run game. I like to see us do both. But whatever it is, it's possession football against the Cleveland Browns. And I think that that's, that's going to be the key to us winning.
0: Time of possession. Wow, and that's interesting. I thought we controlled the ball more week one with the final score, um, but I think the defense put us in advantageous positions as well. So I, I, that makes sense why Philly was still had the ball um, longer than us. But yeah, that's that's absolutely. I mean, you you control the rock, you control your own destiny, and you're not really forced to play catch up. So hopefully, if you're if you're controlling possession, that means that you're consistently scoring points on drives i want to see seven more often than three um but the, the point is is when we get the ball on offense be productive uh, right. no three and outs don't put yourself in stupid situations um I'm, I'm sick of seeing the jet sweep on the first three plays of they the, never the, it out, to the games. It, no it's a fake it's just so maybe I think that's that's gonna be what's gonna happen. They're actually gonna run the jet sweep on the first play, uh to to kick it off this uh didn't
1: L E predict that last week. <laughs>
0: he probably did. He's not here to defend himself, so hey, I'm man, taking it did. from him.
1: <laughs> he, he laid he, he, he almost laid money on it in the group. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So what what are your guys' final predictions then? Um I it's a fairly short, succinct and to the point pod, but uh what are your final predictions when you're looking at this uh this Cleveland Browns team? And I'll start off with you, Phil. I've
1: been racking numbers in my head all day, just come up with a my predicted final score. Um twenty four twenty two Washington. Ooh. It's gonna be close. Heart attack game, cardiac kits. I'm I'm off on Sunday, so I get to I get to have my mini strokes through the comfort of my own home instead of at work. Uh, but I think that's the kind of game it's going to be. It's it's not going to be the prettiest game, you know. There's, it's going to be a fight, and I think that in the end, our offense versus their defense um, wins out over their offense versus our defense. I think we just have – we'll we'll itch and get out just a little more firepower uh, in terms of what we're able to do in terms of moving the ball. And I think that our ability to create turnovers will put us in some advantageous positions. Um, I think – I think that Cleveland's offense resembles Philly's more than it resembles uh, Arizona's. So because of that, I think that we match up a little more favorably than one may originally think. Um, interesting point. Of note. I was looking through some stats, too. You would think that Cleveland would, would attack us the way Philly did. Because Philly has, you know, two great tight ends, and, and so does Cleveland, actually. They have Austin Hooper and David Njoku, uh, who we were actually looking at at one point, I think, before the Cle- Cleveland re-signed them, when they were looking to trade them or something. But... Um, they've only thrown the ball nine times in two games. Between, you know, they have nine targets between those two tight ends. 16. So I don't know if that's just they have the talent and they don't want to use it because that's not their system or what the case may be. But uh, if they don't take advantage of that in this game, they're only hurting themselves. Because right now the tight end, the tight end hurt us. Teams hurt us over the middle. It's interesting too because um, Hooper, Hooper was one of their main free agent. Well, he was their main free agent pickup on offense. Hooper, yeah, and Hooper was a guy that we chased. Yeah, absolutely. Except for the fact that we said we're not going to pay him over eleven a year. Yeah, and which Seems, is going to be the right choice. And well, yeah.
2: I
3: mean, <laughs> not let's not say this. Oh
1: he, my gosh knock on. I'm about to do beat. On
0: wood, because knocking on wood won't be enough. I expect their tight ends to be successful against it. We just – we haven't been able to stop anyone across the middle, man. We have to so. keep
1: them at third and long to do that. I, th- yeah. I think if we're in third and short, third and medium all game, no. uh, that's a different story. So we need to get to Baker Mayfield. Yep. And we need to get to their running, running backs. Just, just keep, keep things to a third and long. Like I said, time of possession is so key because they do have a lot of weapons on offense. We have a lot of weapons on defense, which helps. But those weapons have to execute on defense. Yep. And then, like I said, I think that their pass defense is just non existent. Their run defense looks really good, but teams aren't really, really trying to run the ball on Cleveland. If you look at the number of rush attempts against Cleveland's defense, there aren't meant yep. So I think that, you know, we're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of short passes and so forth. It's going to open up the run. Uh, that's what I would try to do at least. And just win that time of possession. Just keep the ball in your hands. Yeah, hopefully
0: we see those uh, screens. We got rid of Adrian Peterson in the off season, um, AP, and we were told that we we're going to have a lot of halfback screens, a lot of uh, halfback, uh, you know, wheel route,
3: wheel routes out the backfield. We've had uh, a few, man. Uh not enough. That, not, that not, one not, up the sideline of McKissick, he was so scared he was going to get sacked. He let it go a second earlier He had him beat.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I want to see more of it. Then, if 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 they're looking at the film and you're saying, "Hey, he had this guy beat." Maybe it's a good route. I mean, he has the speed. He's a speedy he had guy. Him be,
3: he had him be up the sideline. Exactly. He threw it too <laughs> early. He had to wait one more second. He was gone.
0: Yeah. Did he have a second? Did he? So I. No, he had a second.
3: A, it's like he was anticipating it. Okay. I want to say so, it was the maybe the first game where the first so game he ran a real route right to right sideline. Hopefully,
0: gone. young Dwayne has been looking at film and uh, making the, the the necessary adjustments. So, uh, Steve, what are your final predictions, dude?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with. A heartbreaking loss, 31-30, Cleveland. I think Dwayne has a good game, but I think we lose this one in a, uh, in a heartbreaking some sort Duane of fashion. First pick? No, I don't.
3: Who's uh don't. McKissick's going McKissick. – McLaurin is going against uh, – what's their corner Denzel name?
2: Ward. Denzel. It's
3: going to be a good matchup.
2: I mean, same thing. He's had um, – Darius Slay on him for game one, and he had Patrick Towards Peterson them. on him for game two. So he's I he's don't been, think, these, I'll, a I'll
1: put Ward in the same class as those guys. Personally. No,
2: he's just he's just a good cornerback. He's not like elite. He's not top. You I think know, there's a Ward might get Peterson right now.
3: Right now, he might get Patrick Peterson. No.
2: No. I don't know. But yeah, I think heartbreaking loss 31 30, but I think Dwayne plays a good game.
0: Okay. Dev, how you feeling? Oh, go ahead, Steve. I think you were getting ready to jump back in.
2: No, I was going to say in case you haven't noticed, uh, Fitz Magic is eleven for 11, 123 yards, two touchdowns, and they're up twenty-one-seven on Jacksonville. Come on, Jacksonville, get in the game. Come on, man. I, I picked you guys go. to win this game. I want
3: 4
0: I just looked behind my shoulder. I got the game on behind me in the TV. I'm a, yeah, it's Jacksonville in a three-point
2: ah, 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 spread. Come on,
3: man! I got some Suck it,
0: Gruden!
3: They Suck it, Gruden!
0: Grew in effect. Hey, Dev. Come on,
3: first Thompson. What's
0: what's your final predictions for Sunday, man?
3: You asked for me? Yeah. Dev. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, did you ask me just uh, twenty-eight, seventeen, Washington, mm, ten points, Red Wolves, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna definitely win the game. We're gonna lose next week though, but. <laughs> Now, we definitely going to win the game. Uh, we're going to be singing Hell to Whatever Our Name Is, those exact lyrics when we win.
0: 28 17. So f- I think, unfortunately, I may side with Steve um,
3: in ooh. it being a loss
0: for us. So we're, we're at 50 50. Here's the thing, man. Like, I want to be the overly optimistic homer with them. I just ooh, don't know ooh. what team I'm going to get, man. Um, am I going to get the week one team that's has a lot of intestinal fortitude and are able to pull themselves out of the depths of hell and be successful? Or am I going to get the team that tucks its damn tail and gets its ass whooped by
3: Mighty Mouse? They didn't um, lose to Arizona. They lost to Murray. Yeah. No one I mean, else did anything. I mean, Hopkins, but because of Murray. So I mean, we're going to – we had a sooner hey, look, quarterback week two. Ant-Man was dope, sorry. Right. Oh. Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, Ant-Man was tough. But, yeah, I, I, Murray's, a, Murray's a, a, the man. I, I like Mary a lot. But I, I, I don't think him, Baker – I don't have the same confidence that Baker's going to be able to make any of those plays. Hmm. Like, I got to feel – maybe he can get it to, to uh, you know, Odell Beckham. Maybe he can do something. I'm more scared of the running backs, Chubb, and I am re- I think the backup running backs better than him. Mm, yeah.
1: Fremont, yeah.
3: I love I would love to have had a uh, Kareem Hunt here, man. But nonetheless, I think that those are the guys we only gotta worry about. I don't I don't think that Baker can beat us, man. The only way Baker puts up numbers on us is if the running backs are putting up so many numbers you have to put like eight in the box the whole game. I'm bro, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Steve's wrong.
0: I hope that the return yeah. of, of you know Kendall Fuller is what we need. Hopefully he's our our missing fucking link on defense. Um we we've all gone back and forth as to whether or not the Apke's only the reserve holding it down for him to come back. Like we don't know how they're going to use him. Um, there's no preseason. We've never seen the dude line up. Um, and even in camp, the, the the media access was so limited. I can't recall how Kendall Fuller was lining up in camp, whether he was a cornerback or a free safety. I'm not sure if you guys can recall, but I'm just I think that he needs to be making his presence known on um, week three. Uh, he's going to be a huge uplift to our defense if we get the Kendall Fuller that we had not only in D.C. a couple of years ago, but the dude who um, had well, an interception in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, if if we get that guy, uh, a ball hawk, uh, who's able to, to make a play, um, we win the turnover battle, which we said earlier, then – Maybe me and Steve are wrong. I mean Steve's close, thirty-one thirty. I didn't give a, a final score prediction on mine, um, but I just don't see us winning the game because I don't believe in this team yet. Um give me
1: give me, so, give, me, a, so, give, me a, give me a give me a score prediction. Let's see let's see what you're what you're feeling at the moment.
0: The the homer in me wants to say that's gonna be like thirty five to thirty eight, 'cause I want Dwayne to go off. And I want it to be a heartbreaker, like, oh yeah, shit, we it. lost by three. I don't um, one
3: thirty eight on those this year, bro. <sighs>
0: I don't know, man. So, okay, final sport score prediction for me, i say 31 to 24. Um, we'll be within within reach. I think it'll be back and forth all game. Um, I think there'll just be, you know, a last-minute touchdown uh, to seal a deal, break our, you know, Apke, Apke, Apke. Apke. So before I go into the the, the, the typical shout-outs, I'll close with Apke. He's our weakest link. I I thought he would be good. I fucking hate the guy now. And today on Twitter, I got I got hit up by um a Kendrick's Gladney Jr. So he's a grad transfer. Uh, the kid uh, graduated from Middle Tennessee with a bachelor's in liberal studies. And he's working towards a second degree in graphic design at Coastal Carolina University. So he's a grad transfer. He's still playing ball, but he hit me up on Twitter, and he's like, "Hey, bro, like that that video was hilarious." He's like, "Maybe y'all gonna draft <laughs> me next year." Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of looked at the, the kid's stats. He's six feet tall, plays linebacker. Um, whether or not he has the tools, I don't know. I haven't seen any tape about him. But I told him I'd shot him out on the pod. Um, but I said, hey, if we end up drafting, you come to D.C. Like, um, I got dibs on the signed jersey. So, Kendrick Gladney Jr., if you're hearing this and you actually do make that dream of making it to the NFL and playing for your – he's a Skins fan. Washington football team is a fan as well. Um, that would be, that'd be pretty cool uh, for him. And yeah. i get a Jersey, i get a to sign Jersey, man. So, uh, Kendricks, hopefully you hear this. Hopefully it makes you smile and laugh a little bit, man. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was funny. I enjoyed getting the, uh, the, the inbox message about Apke. Um, you know, Kendrick said, Hey, maybe we go after Earl Thomas and that's something we had spoken about before as well. So, uh, yeah, I just want to see that, that safety position shored up. So without further ado, we are now at the shout out phase of the pod. Um, I will shout out Ellie, um, He's not here. He he can't make Thursdays, uh, Thursday evening pods. So, um, yeah.
3: Shout out to his name's Lorenzo. If y'all don't know, man, my favorite nerd.
1: (laughs) That's 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 admin inside baseball for y'all listening. My favorite nerd.
0: Hey, he can't defend himself. So take take in a free shots towards (laughs) Ellie right now, man.
2: (laughs) Antonio Gibson goes off for two hundred yards. He said,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nah, he said he he's gonna
1: break the single game record. He says he's gonna get 297. Oh man,
0: let's go. Let's go. I hope let's do it. Nice I would love, love it. Oh my god. All right, whatever
3: hell uh, he's smoking if that happens.
0: <laughs> he didn't
1: say nothing that,
3: dude. <laughs> oh no, man. I, what, what,
0: what are your guys' shout outs? Who, who are you showing some love to this week, man?
3: My neighbor Dave. Uh don't know his last name, but he is uh he looks like the dad on Family Guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but he definitely is. I see him in the hallway. It's kind of a coincidence when we are in Kentucky where there's no Washington Redskins fans. But the guy I work right next to at uh, General Motors downstairs had a Washington football tattoo on her back of her back. Um, Redskins helmet, old school. So I
1: So, shout out uh, to those guys. Shout out to a couple people in the group who have uh, perked up into the comments lately. Um, oh, Stanley, New Era, Miles posting uh, a lot in the comments. Riz Ahmed, uh, Larry Reed. He's relatively new; like he's only been really big this season, uh, but he's been con- you know very active in the comments and has a lot of uh, a lot of good additions. Very logical reason thinking about things. Um aka he agrees with me a lot. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh shout out to my man in the group, Kurt Cabot. That's my, my best friend since high school. Station down Change the games unless he can find a way to you know get a stream. Cause he's down in Saints Country, so I'm always trying to hook him up with with stream links. So uh,
3: shout out to all y'all. No, definitely FBI, FBI, FBI. He's just joking. We're not illegally streaming <laughs> anything.
1: <laughs> I didn't say illegal. I just said hook him up with streams.
0: Hey, uh, before we pass to Steve with a shot, I just want to give a shout out to the the people who actually fill out the the entry survey to get into the damn group and don't try to sell shit. So I'm not sure I see Steve, Steve is smiling and laughing. So maybe that's going to be one of his
3: shots.
0: What do you got, bro?
2: My shout out is Purcell Smith, because as soon as that, that dude, whatever his fake profile ass having was, he said, he he posted the gifts. He's like, Oh, it's coming. It's coming. And sure enough, it it came. So shout out to Purcell Smith. um, Yeah. For, 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 for laughing ahead of, what was coming. Cause you know, in our group, we, we like to keep this about football. We like to keep this about Redskins. So there's a reason why, why Rod made that question because people come in and peddle their shit. So don't come in and peddle your shit. Engage. If you're a journalist, engage with us, talk to the, talk to the members. I mean, that's the all people, we want.
1: The people who peddle, we allow to peddle their shit. Do so because they've earned that right to do that.
0: They've yeah. earned it in their trusted entity. So here's the thing, like, I don't want to get our group shut down because someone says, "Hey, I bought something on Redskins Addicts." No, you didn't. Some random idiot posted a link that's fraudulent, and a lot of it is it's it's cheap Chinese bootleg shit, man, that they're posting. Um, and the dude had like some weird name with a bunch of squiggly characters in it, and red flags. Like, yeah, like that. Red that's, flags. Like, listen, man. Like, hey, like, don't come in here and like the dude's name, like, Munir. Hajib, but then he's a white <laughs> dude from Carolina. Like, come on, bro. Like that shit's oh, not real. Oh, the fake profile picture get we, me every time. We we know, know Hajib, what's man. what's, know, what's up. Like, it's hey, man. Like. Dude, like, if you're going to come in and you're going to rock with us, like you said, like that's cool. You you can put up a link. You can sell your shit. I don't care. We don't care. Um, I just don't want anyone to get scammed in the group. So, yeah, whenever we see that, we're, we're sure to kick it out, man. So uh,
1: Basically, you buy from Deb. You buy it from Fred. You buy it from Mark Flaherty. Not only have a story yeah. anymore, thanks, Deb. Thanks. And, 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 and,
3: and
2: shout-outs to Ivan Lambert and uh, Adam Adam uh, Aniba because you guys engage and post your, your journalistic stuff. So that's cool. We appreciate it.
0: We got to get Adam on too, man. I've interacted with him a couple times on Twitter. We we've been in the inbox, but I just haven't had the schedule, so I'll I'll reach out to him and hopefully we can get him on before I head uh Head out, so maybe maybe next Thursday, guys. If you guys are up and Adam's open, maybe he'll be a, a featured guest for us. So That'd be pretty cool. But uh,
2: or or Monday at the Victory Pod, we'll see.
0: Ooh, even better. Maybe we'll both be wrong, but uh, oh, we will feel great oh, to be you wrong. Predicted, you predicted a loss. I'll hey, be great. I'm that's what I going to
2: be great. wrong. You I'm know what? That's, that's called a, that's called hedge betting.
3: So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Le. Terrible
2: along. hedge better. So, either way,
0: <laughs> no. I'm uh, guilty. Boys, it's, uh, it's been a good one. I appreciate your time and efforts tonight. And uh, it looks like podcast 20 is uh, done. Signing off, man. Be safe. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace. Hail. Hail. Peace.
0: Hail. Yeah.